This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Episode 96, Ken and Haller here. Uh, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, dude. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Uh, we took a couple weeks off. If you follow us on Twitter or anything, my old man passed away. It's been pretty rough. Uh, but I have the boys. I have the backing of the Morning Skate fans, which was actually pretty cool. Um, and I appreciate everybody who reached out. It's been a rough go, but he would want to carry on, and he would want to, you know, he wouldn't want us to change anything up. So uh, that's kind of what's been going on in my world. Hal, what's been going on with you, man? What What have you been up to? I know, I know that you're in beautiful Cleveland right now. Yeah, I'll get to that later. Cleveland sucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Just kind of farting along, living life, uh, sucking every day's dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to describe the last couple of weeks. I haven't really talked to you too much. We haven't done the podcast. Hockey's been excellent. rest of my life's been mediocre at best. Yeah, that's kind of like... Obviously, I haven't really had the best couple of weeks, but the one thing that has kind of made everything be okay is the fact that there's hockey on every single night. And, like, I don't know if it's this playoffs or if I feel about this every playoff, but, like, have these games just been fucking insane in, like, these series? Like, everything's been so unexpected. Like, everything's been, like, shocking and, like, really good hockey to watch. Do you agree with that or no? Yeah, I do. I don't know. It's weird to me, too, because, I mean, we never really got to talk about it. Our picks... I mean, I was below 500 on my first round picks. I think you came in at 500, or yep. did you go 5-3? and three? I think I came in at 500. So, I mean, and that was pretty much par for the course for the rest of hockey fans. No one really saw these matchups happening. And I think there was a lot of people, too, that probably thought, like, why should I give a shit about, like, Stars versus St. Louis or Islanders versus Hurricanes, which actually is kind of a dumpster fire of a series. But it's been really good hockey. Yeah, it's been excellent, Ed. On top of that, it's been so consistent, right? Like, it's every single night. I'm sorry, I'm yawning. You're giving me fucking a face. Yeah, come on, Yanni Gord, dude. Well, let's <laughs> move it on. Dude. <laughs> Yanni Gord. Yeah, let's let's hop right into it, man. NHL in the news. Play the music. Yeah. 
Yanni Gord. That was pretty good right off the cuff. Um, all right, so let's just break down some of these series that, that have happened. Uh, the Jerks swept the Islanders. The Hurricanes are going to the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, just a couple things that happened from my perspective is Jordan Eberle was lights out against the Penguins, then he absolutely disappeared against the Hurricanes. You can't have that happen uh, when you really only have Matt Barzell and Anders Lee, I guess. Brock Nelson's all right, but you can't have a guy like Jordan Eberle go cold at that time of the year. Um, I think in Game 3... Brock Nelson patted Curtis Malcohaney on the helmet, and then during the handshake line, Dougie Hamilton patted Brock Nelson on the helmet. I came out and said that I think wars have started for less. What do you have on that? Like, I know, like, you you can't be the first guy to start an absolute brawl in a handshake line, but if there was ever a time, I would have thought it was there. Yeah, man. You know, it's really weird to me, too, because of all the people, the last person in the world I thought would ever do this was Dougie Hamilton. Right. Which makes the dynamic even stranger, because Brock Nelson's kind of a nerd. He's a scientist, dude. is a confirmed nerd. I don't know if they're friends. Like, that was the one theory that I was kind of thinking of. Like, maybe they're friends. I don't really see any connections in their career. So that's probably not the case unless they, like, trained with each other, but... Super weird move by Dougie Hamilton to do that. Like, you just swept a team, you pat a guy on the head. Like, I'm all for, like, having emotion and showing spirit. But you're right, dude. Like, why did nobody punch him in the face? Like, I guess that kind of sums up, like, what happened in the second round for the Islanders. The fire was gone. Um, I would have been fucking furious. And the Hurricanes, what really irks me is Hurricanes fans and the team and the owner, they've just been about having fun and being respectful and, you know, like just being awesome. And it's for the kids. Well, you got all these kids to watch because of your celebrations. And now you're doing this in front of (laughs) our youth. You're teaching them a lack of sportsmanship and respect. And it's just appalling to me. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like when I think of like sportsmanship, I think I always think of that one commercial of that basketball player who touches the ball before it goes out of bounds. And he goes, Hey coach, like I touched that. And the coach is like, at a boy. And they give the ball back. Seeing what Dougie Hamilton just did to Brock Nelson, you think Dougie Hamilton would give the ball back? Not a chance. Not a chance. So, I mean, you can't have it both ways. Are you going to be the fun-loving people, or are you guys going to be the fucking juvenile delinquents of society? And I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast before, but Dougie Hamilton always kind of reminded me of, like, a Winklevoss twin. Yeah, no, for sure. And and you want to know what? Like, you keep, you kept saying when you were talking about it how weird it was. Anybody else in the league does this, we think it's fucking sick. Yeah, it was just kind of a weird move. And the other thing, too, I want to go back on, because I was going to touch on this later, the Hurricanes, someone, some fan of the Hurricanes, like, wished injury on someone, and the Hurricanes Twitter came out and was like, fans, never be like this. We do not ever wish injury on anyone. End of story. Like where like where's your moral high ground now, pal? Yeah, dude, you like, can't be you can't be patting people in the head where concussions come from in the handshake lines and then come to claim, oh hey, we, we can't be wishing, you know, pain on somebody. How about you you holster your players back and and stop trying to give out concussions in the handshake line? Yeah, and furthermore, because you just brought up a really good point. <laughs> if this was Brad Marchand, oh my god. Twitter would be calling for like two to five game suspension. Yeah. Yeah. But because it's Dougie so, Hamilton, he likes to have fun and go to museums. Don't worry about it, kids. Yeah, just a weird, weird, weird thing. I don't know. I th- well said, Kevin. 
it's asinine, dude. I'm glad that you and I can agree with it. And I and I also know like you and I are like one hundred percent kidding around about this. And I would think like probably ninety nine percent of the people listening to our podcast know that. But I think we're gonna have at least one person triggered by that that exchange that we just had. Yeah, Hurricanes Nation does like to get a little triggered. On oh that. man, for sure. Oh, the the morning skates claiming that that Carolina Hurricanes are trying to give out concussions in the handshake line. I can see it happening already. <laughs> yeah. Dude. What do you What do you have next? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, what else we had? Uh, oh, here, no, we'll st- we'll stick with this series really quick because you put down a couple things. Do you think that they get swept if they play these games in the Coliseum? Not a chance. No, I don't. They at least take one at the Coliseum. I think at least. And it's, and it's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. And there's no real scientific proof to it, but, but it just, just feels like yeah, everyone, the science. fans were deflated. The team was deflated when they weren't able to go back to the Coliseum. Kind of a messed up move on the NHL's like, part. Well, yeah, dude. You don't have like the 65 year olds giving each other hand jobs in the fucking in the Coliseum restrooms. Doing the yes, yes, yes chant. You you have people wearing skinny jeans with holes in them and like a, a fedora and wearing sunglasses inside your games. I mean, who would you rather want rooting for you? Yeah, shout out our uh, boy EO Dubs, who you just described to a T. Season ticket holder for the Brooklyn uh, Islanders. <laughs> Brooklyn Islanders. Uh, you also put down two more things. Uh, Jacob Slavin, he was a plus eight with 11 assists. That's not that bad. Here's my beef, though. Jacob Slavin, what's his problem? First off, he spells Jacob with two C's. Eh. Second is, is Slavin. What do you want attention, dude? What do you want attention, Jacob? What's his real name? Is it Jake Cub? Jake Cub? Yeah. He's from Denver, Colorado. I always thought he was from, like, the Czech Republic. Oh, I did, too. He's, a, he's an American? Yes. Then the, then the Jake Cub makes complete sense because his pants are probably just stoned. Do you th- yeah, do you think his parents own, like, a dispensary and Probably. organic coffee shop Jake that is- doesn't have... <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what'd you name your kid? Uh, Jake, uh, and then Cub. Jake, Jacob, uh... <laughs> dude, they definitely... Jacob only drinks cold brew. He doesn't drink cold iced coffee. Oh, just yeah, cold. dude, he's no joke. Uh, and then the last thing I just want to say, there's no fucking way in hell a team with Curtis fucking McElhaney reaches the Stanley Cup final. So whoever the Carolina Hurricanes play next series, hey, jerks, have your fun. Also, if the Carolina Hurricanes win the Stanley Cup, I won't be a hockey fan anymore. <laughs> That's a is that like are we sticking to it? I, I I would have to because the Rangers have the second overall pick this season, so I I would just kind of want to see what happens. But I'd be really pissed off if they won. Well, realistically, what do you think the Islanders' odds are that they win the Stanley Cup? The Carolina Hurricanes' odds? They're the favorites right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, they're the favorites because they're the only team that's moved on to the next round. Yeah, but they didn't explain that to me. So last night when I was watching the Sharks and Abs and they had the fucking Carolina Hurricanes, it's 3-1. to one. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I can see you getting so pissed off at so that. So mad. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening for them either. Uh, but, I mean, you noted this too. Just a shout out to the boy of our podcast since day one. I mean, we've been talking about this guy for years. Yeah. People forget, I mean, this guy came from last year. He was talking about how the NHL had a conspiracy out against yep. the Buffalo Sabres, yep. and now yep. he's like a Vesna finalist. So shout out to Robin Leonard for a great year. Robin fucking Leonard, dude, a guy who's really battled some mental illness and like some drug type shit. Like, I don't know if it's drugs or booze. I don't know, but really cool of him to bounce back and have a year like this. I remember last year they were talking about how his dad was Henrik Lundqvist's like goalie instructor. And how, like, you and I talked about, like, how rough that must have been because, like, Robin Leonard's clearly, like, the outlaw and, and Henrik Lundqvist was, like, the golden boy. Well, who's laughing now, Dad? 
Yeah, that's true. Do you know, like, do you know if they hang out ever? Like, they're both in New York City. Like, they, they're, like, I no? just, listen, dude, I just, I would like to think that Henrik Lundqvist had a little bit more of a non-judgment side, but I just don't see Hank hanging out with a guy who has a tattoo on the back of his neck. Alright, that's fair enough. Unless he's in his rock band. Yeah, which, oh, good call. He could be. Could be a drummer. Definitely a drummer. Um, I was just thinking the same thing. There's no way that Robin Leonard plays anything other than the drums. Yeah, I mean, really quick before we move on to the next series. So, I mean, I know you're a Rangers fan. Um, I thought this Islanders team was actually kind of likable. At the beginning of the year, we kind of pegged them. We thought it was dumb. Like, they have, like, Komarov, and they signed all these older guys. Do you think they're able to replicate this next year? Like, do you think that Casey Sezikis is going to score almost 20 goals? Like, I, I don't want to be a hater already because they just had such a great season. I know Trotz is their coach, but don't you think there's going to be some downswing, or do you think they're no. going to get better? I think they're going to get better. I think it depends on who leaves and shit like that. But, like, okay, Jordan Eberle had a pretty good series against the Penguins, but what is he? Is he he's a 20-goal scorer, 25-goal scorer. Like, is that really that big of a deal, dude? And then next year you're going to have, what the fuck was that kid's name? Bellows will probably be in the lineup. Maybe Hosang will get a uh, shot at it. Oliver Wallstrom is going to be in the AHL. They have some young kids coming up. They're going to clear some cap space. They still have Mar- Matt Barzell. As long as Robin Leonard plays like Robin Leonard plays. And then they say Barry Trotz. Dude, that guy's, look what he did with this team. I wouldn't give up on the Islanders next year. I think they're still going to be halfway decent. All right, I like it, dude. Positive cut. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, dude. It's a new fucking outlook on life. Uh, moving on, the Boston Bruins lead the series 3-2 to two against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, this series has been an absolute clusterfuck. Uh, let's just talk about how everybody wanted Brad Marchand to get suspended for a love tap on the back of, I don't know, what the fuck the guy's name was, Harrington? Yeah. What'd you have on that? I don't know, man. People are still calling it a violent headshot. Oh like God. It was pretty clear. It seemed like almost like every... Fan was really pissed off, but almost every NHL like expert, insider, former player was like, that's not a suspension. Is it dirty? Yes. Is it a rat play? Yes. Is it Brad Marchand? For sure. But like You don't suspend somebody for that, dude. And the and the people who said that that was a spendable act, that just kinda I don't have any like uh I, I just I don't know. I don't know how you can say that that's a suspendable thing. I look at that, and if you say that, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't trust your opinions when it comes to hockey. Like, either you haven't played it or something. Like, dude, he fucking gave the guy a love tap in the back of the head, and I think it's the fact that it's Martian. Anybody else, I don't know if people would be bitching about a suspension, but I think because it was Martian, it's all this shit. I don't know. Um, but the Bruins have had to kind of battle back this series. The Blue Jackets have been good. This has been one of my more favorite of the series. It's been super physical. Both goalies have played incredible um and i think it's more the depth guys are coming in a little bit last game uh bergeron marchand and pasternak lit up the score uh sheet and it was funny because after the game they asked marchand about it. he's like well you guys said that we had a good game this game but last game we had more chances than we did this game and then pasternak like got in there and he's like i'm gonna take the next question marchand's a little crispy tonight or something along those lines. I thought that was cool. Um, David Backus back in the lineup. Wagner back in the lineup. Josh Anderson is a, a fucking freak of nature, dude. Boone Jenner, I hate him, but if he was on my team, he'd probably be one of my favorite players ever. Like, he's such a little fucking annoying little rat. 
and he plays the game the right way. I mean, these are two teams that I just I genuinely like watching them both play. Yeah, dude, I would agree with that. The one like I wrote it down: Felino, Jenner, Kavinsky, Anderson. Like literally every single shift, I'm like scared that someone on the Bruins is gonna get like absolutely destroyed. Lit up. Yeah. I, I didn't connect. I, I think it was, I think it was Game Four when Anderson did that fly by on McAvoy. And oh. if he caught him, I think McAvoy's done for like the year. Yeah. They're just a scary team. They grind hard. Like, and I know as a Bruins fan, it's been kind of disappointing with the first line up until last night. But I mean, they're getting like they're getting hit every single time they touch the puck. There's literally no space. Seth Jones is a great defenseman. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really, I really do like the way the Blue Jackets play too. Bob's a great goalie. So good. Um, yeah, you touched on that, dude. Both goalies have been sick. Tuka Rask has been unbelievable. I know he kind of let up the last goal like to make it 3-3. Kind of sucked last night. But he's kept the Bruins in the series, which has been awesome for me and awesome for Bruins fans that have had to deal with uh, the experts and the haters on Tuka for so long. And I actually think it's come to the point now where there are more people that are Tuka supporters than there are haters, so I can like kind of stop talking about it. So that's been nice. Um yeah, it's been a really good series. Is there anything? Torts, like, torts guaranteeing Game 7, dude. What do you have on that? That's classic torts. Yeah, I mean, it is classic torts. But, like, at the same time, what's he going to say? Like, we might lose. Like, I think if you're a coach, there's no real weight to it. Because if you're a player and you say, like, we're going to win this game, then you have, like a, like, a physical connection to the game. Like, you can go out there and score. You can go out there and be a minus five. Like, towards at the end of the day, is just, like, the rally, rally X's and O's guys. Like, like he can throw that out, get the boys going. I respect it, though. Yeah, but, like, can you imagine being in the locker room game six and Torch just walks in there and he's like, hey, hey, fellas, I'm ride or die, bitch. And that's all he says? <laughs> like, I'd be fired up. I'd be like, let's go fucking win this game for this guy. Dude, I don't... So you think that John Tortorella walked into the locker room and said, I'm ride or die, bitch? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that happened, but you're right. That would get my blood uh, pumping a little bit more. Can we talk uh, about how Matt Zuccarello should have gone way more in a trade than Ryan fucking Dzingle? That guy's a joke. Yo, you just want to go to the Dzingle hate right away? I hate Dzingle, dude. Everybody, was- oh, Dzingle deserves a first-round pick. Oh, Zuccarello only gets a second. Oh, yeah, I could have called that one fucking long time ago. Dzingle did have a six snipe against the Bruins to help battle back in the last game. But other than that, what the fuck has that guy done? He was a healthy scratch this series, wasn't he? Yeah, he was at the beginning of the series. Um, Can you ever imagine Matt Zuccarello being a healthy scratch? No. What happened? What have you thought of Matt Duchesne? Uh, stepped up. How about him scoring big goals? Big goals. Happy for him. Guy's going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, that's good for Matt Duchesne. I feel like... I feel like we've kind of like uh, pegged him as like the loser, the bad luck guy. So he's having a huge bounce back, even if his country music videos suck. Um, Cam Atkinson, no goals in the series. That's got to hurt. Didn't he have like 40 in the regular season? Yeah, he, he's he been a little bit uh, invisible. One guy, it won't happen, but I really wish they would insert him in the lineup. I don't know if you remember this, but Adam McQuaid is on the Blue Jackets. Oh, oh, boy, how nice would that be to see Quater battle against his former team in the playoffs? Yeah, that's kind of a crazy move to me, too. Like, I love Torts, and I'm sure he knows what he's doing, but, like, 
Adam Clendenning. Yeah. You're dressing 7D and including Adam Clendenning, who's played three minutes over Quater. Quater can give you 10 minutes, like nine block shots and like three scrums minimum. You know what I mean? Like At the very least, you can put McQuaid out for your fucking uh, penalty kill. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's a really good point, dude. That actually hadn't crossed my mind once. Um, oh, and the other night, the, I'm, the, uh, I'm pretty sure Corpusala was the backup goalie. Let me look. No, that up. He, are you upset about Kincaid not playing? He was. He was on the bench. He was. No, I'm fucking pumped. Hey, Kincaid, keep your fucking mouth shut, dude. You're not even dressing for these games. Get your emojis out of my fucking face, dude. You're an East Coast goalie. Fucking take a hike. That I was so pumped. I'm like, is that Corpusalo? I was that that was probably the most excited I've been throughout the entire course of playoffs, knowing that Kincaid didn't even dress. So you keep on the hate, and I'm gonna show my Bruins hate my Bruins fandom a little bit, be a homer. Do it up. Pierre Luc Dubois pisses me off. I cannot stand that kid. He's like twenty years old or whatever. He's gonna be good. I know he's their first line center, but it was game four. He was just running around, going after like Krejci. Like, all the softest players on our line, just giving, like, Johansson, like, wet willies. Fucking hate Mojo, dude. Uh, he just, Pierre-Luc Dubois is so stupid to me. And the funniest part is he's playing, like, dog shit. Like, he got so wrapped up in, like, trying to piss people off that he forgot to play hockey. I thought it was the most poetic moment ever in Game 4 at the very end. He took that stupid penalty where he where he grabbed the back of Carlos' jersey and yeah. then like came over with a lumberjack swing on his stick and then like cried to the penalty box. Get over yourself, dude. You're sick, but you are not that sick. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Having said that, if he was on your team, I feel like you'd really like the way he's played. Other than the fact that he may not be potting as many goals, but the guy's noticeable every single time he's out there. This is the most noticeable I've seen him play hockey ever. I don't know, dude. I feel like a lot of Blue Jackets fans are actually kind of disappointed because I was scrolling through like their game day feed, and a lot of people were saying after game three and four that Dubois needs to cut the shit and get back to his game. And I, I and I, a lot of times I would say that's fucking stupid, but I, the only reason I think it makes sense is because the Blue Jackets have so many tough guys on their team. Like Pierre Luc Dubois does not need to like yeah. mix it up if it's affecting his play negatively. Um, speaking of tough guys, this is the last real point I want to make on this series. I'm so sick of the fan versus fan thing. I thought Brandon Dubinsky's comment was really funny, but Bruins and Blue Jackets fans, you both look like fucking clowns. Is that a thing that's happening right now? Oh, yeah. Who has better fans? Whose ranks louder? We're the best. I don't give a shit. If you're in a dick measuring contest for who has the cooler fans, you both lose. Blue Jackets fans, you think it's sick that 13,000 people went to your empty arena to watch a game on a Drumbotron? You know what I call those people? Psychopaths. There probably wasn't beer being served. You're sitting in a seat in a rink. Dude, Come you're on, just dude. being hate- you're just being hateful. If I lived no. anywhere near the Rangers and the Rangers were no, on the- Yeah, no, I would. You wouldn't. Well, now I would. I won it before, but like now I don't really have anybody to watch with, so I'd go. No, I and I would judge you to the moon. I would never if you're gonna go to a watch party, go to a local bar. Don't go to the rink. And cheer on while the mascot goes around center ice. Dude, shooting you, you don't think it's sick? You don't think it's sick? Like when Winnipeg or Toronto are playing in the playoffs, and they show like that giant, like whenever they score, and they're on the road, and then they go and they show where everybody's, and there's thousands of people there going fucking crazy in the street. Like you don't think that's cool? I first off, Toronto, you couldn't tailgate until this year. So in years past, all those fans were sober. 
So, no, I do not think that is cool. This year, because they can mix it up in your outside. Being outside is a little different than being in the rink. Oh, no, okay. I'm talking being outside. They were inside the rink. That's kind of weird. That's weird. I'm talking like being outside on a nice fucking day with a couple beers. Like like a block party. Yeah. yeah, and you can, like, rip some darts while you're watching yes. the game. Like, yes, Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's I'm what I thought you were talking about, because I'm like, that sounds fucking awesome. No, they packed an empty rink. My second... What about, then, what about going to practice? I don't hate that. I, the only cool thing I think about Las Vegas that is cool is that they pack their practices. I don't know why I think that's cool. I think it's kind of sick. When I, I lived in Buffalo for a year, and the Sabres practice at a rink near me. And like, I went by a couple times place was packed. I thought that was really cool. Like yeah. little kids, especially if you have kids, bring your kids to practice and they can just watch NHLers like dick around. I think that's yeah. sick. Um, but my counterpoint to be less of a hater for Bruins fans. Um, I love spin chicklets. I think it's an awesome podcast, but they tweeted something out yesterday and it was like at Brandon Dubinsky, like, like, Oh, like the crowd's not good. And it was the clip of like, TD Garden singing Bon Jovi. Since when is singing Bon Jovi? Dude, fun? is that a thing that you guys do? It's, it's so living. Stupid. It's living on a prayer, right, dude? Yeah. And like, I'm not one. I'm not gonna sit here and hide it. Like, uh, TD Garden is a lot like MSG, where it's never gonna be the sickest rink in the world because at the end of the day, like all those luxury rich suites people. and other suites, like corporate people. Yeah. The top can definitely get rowdy, but like, it is what it is. But like, we don't need to be like, oh yeah, Columbus, you think you're cool, like. We sing this song from, like, a singer from New Jersey. Like, give me a break. Just shut the fuck up. It was pretty loud. When I heard that, I kind of started singing it, too, because I'm a big Bon Jovi guy. But I wouldn't go out of my way to be like, oh, yeah, well, look what we do. Because then you're you're putting yourself in the same position as, like, the St. Louis Blues who sing Country Roads. Like, it's like, I don't yeah. know. That's kind of fucking weird. You're an original six team. You shouldn't... What what do they say about lines? Lines should never uh, care about the opinion of sheep. Something along those lines. Like who gives a who gives a shit, dude? Like, I think there are diehard Bruins fans. There are original six Bruins fans. There are Bruins fans that like actually really genuinely like the like love the Bruins. I think it's different because in Columbus, all you have is Ohio State, right? Like, other than the Blue Jackets, they really don't have other anything other than that. I would I would think. Columbus, I don't know much about it, but I would think that it'd be like a blue collar kind of city, a lot of hard sure. working people. And for that, like I think it's kind of cool that they have a team that is doing decent. And I love right. their makeup. Like I love the for those about to rock that cannon. If you hate on the cannon, you're a fucking asshole because that cannon's one of the one of the only like super cool things about the NHL is the fact that you can <laughs> light a cannon off inside of a fucking rink and it scares the shit out of people. It's like arena football. Dude, it's fuck yeah, but wait, bet it's not like a sideshow. Like that's a part of Columbus. Like it's like we're gonna fucking blow up a goddamn cannon every time we score a goal. I think that is so fucking cool. I don't know why, just do. I I, I would the whole dick measuring contest about being who's a better fan. That's fucking stupid. But what's that Bon Jovi song you love? They're all good, dude. No, who says you can't go home? You love that song. That's dude. a good one, but I wouldn't even say that was my favorite one. <laughs> Wanted dead or alive, dude. Yeah, I'm a part. cowboy. Uh, all right, cowboy. Dude, yeah, what's next? yeah. All right, uh, <laughs> switching series. Uh, we are now gonna go. Ah, oh, fuck, man. The Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues are tied up three three. Literally just watched the game. Bunch of bullshit happened in this thing. Some things to look at. Uh, Zuccarello leads the series with seven assists. 
plays right back into uh, me telling everybody that Dezingle sucks and Zucro deserved more. Do you remember that? Nailed it. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Bishop is playing great tonight. He took one to the collarbone. Collarbone kind of had, I don't know, stroked out a little bit. The Blues capitalized. And then right after this happens, so Ben Bishop hurts his fucking shoulder. He's lying on the ice. They score a goal. I'm like, why the fuck didn't they blow it that? Apparently the Stars would have had to have touched the puck for that to have happened. It's in the rule book. Okay, I'm good with it. Two minutes later, St. Louis goes on a rush and it ends up being a two-on-o. And instead of like a little tic-tac-toe two-on-o, Sammy Blades gets to the top of the fucking circles and rips another slap shot at Ben Bishop. Bishop probably shit his pants after just getting that from, I think it was Pareko. Uh, 4-1. It was a really rough look for Dallas. They're going back to St. Louis for game fucking seven. Uh, A couple things about this. Patty Maroon just looks so fat. Uh, Braden Shen, I haven't really seen anything about it. Jaden Schwartz, uh, he, he's been really good. I fucking hate the guy, but he's been really good. Essa Lindell's been diving all over the place. Did you see that? I think it was Lindell and, uh, who was it? Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo? I love Bortuzzo, by the way. I think he's kind of nails. He reminds me of, like, a, a better, like, Brian Doolin. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Essa Lindell, that's a really tough look, right? The one. Can I? Why did you have to? Before. What'd you say? Go ahead. No, you said for Lindell, and this is what bothers me about this because I actually really like Essa Lindell. I think it was game five or game four. Dallas Stars took eight minutes worth of penalties, and he was out there for seven minutes and fifty-three seconds killing penalties. Like this guy, he's a young kid who has that defensive defenseman makeup that we've been saying it's been disappearing. But, like, he still has that. So he can't be diving all over the place. That was a fucking tough look. I'm going to give you one more chance to not fucking be a little bitch. Because I like your makeup. I like the way you battle. I like the way you play the game. Don't be doing that shit. The first dive, whatever. Second dive, okay. When you dive a third time, it's like, grow up, dude. Like The first dive I thought was good. The I first just... dive, I think the first dive should have been a penalty. Not on him. It should have been a cross check. But he knew what he was doing. The second one, you see him back up into him. Where it's like, okay, you're being an asshole. And then you're right, the third dive, like, dude, it's very clear you're both getting penalties. If you dive again, you're going to look like a huge bitch. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, so, I mean, that's tough. I, it's been a, It's been a good series. I know you want the Stars to win. You want that first-round pick for the Rangers. Yeah. I, and I think the Blues are... I think the Blues are going to close it at home. I And you've been watching the Stars a lot more than I have recently. The one thing I'll say about the Stars, and I know you hate them, Radulov has his issues. It just feels like you never know what you're going to get out of the Stars' first line. Yeah, that's that's how this series has been. You literally just nailed it. The, the St. Louis Blues will win this series if they don't show up. If the first line of the Dallas Stars shows up, the Stars are going to win. It's just whether or not they show up. I, I actually liked Alex Radulov a lot until I watched these playoffs. Because he just he just seems disinterested. And he just he fucking does stupid shit with the puck. And you're just like, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? Jamie Benz looked a little slow. Tyler Sagan, he scored a big goal tonight. But it's like, dude, you're supposed to be Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Take the fuck over, dude. Every shift, I should fucking see you guys out there wheeling and dealing. There's no reason that Matt Zuccarello... Should be your fucking f- best player. Or Rope Hints, who, by the way, is going to be an absolute stallion in this league. He is so fucking good. He has wheels for days. I used to think you put Zuccarello on a, a line with a sniper, he would tear it up. I can't imagine if you put him on a line with Rope Hints, who just wheels everywhere, and like Tyler Sagan. And then that kind of put. Like, what is Jim Montgomery doing with these line combinations? You need to fucking score goals, dude. Zuccarello's been your best fucking player this entire playoff. Zuccarello's been your best player since you've gotten him. 
How is that guy not on the first line? I don't know. I, I mean, if, if I'm, I'm them, the if, if I'm them, I'm doing a line of Sagan, Zuccarello, and Hints, and I'm fucking rolling them, and we'll just see what the fuck happens. I think he's just trying to kind of spread that out a little because. So what's the second line? Uh, it's Hints, Zuccarello, and Dickinson. But hasn't that been really their best line? Like the only reason I, I that's mean, been their best line is because of Hints and Zuccarello. Dickinson's just kind of like a throwaway piece. Right, but I mean, I mean, the argument could be made that if if Sagan and Ben are able to perform the way they're supposed to be, then that second line has been excellent. So I mean, if their first line's playing well, then like they're rolling two unbelievable lines. The first you know line really I mean? hasn't been playing that well, though, dude. I so mean, they haven't saying, been playing terrible, but like. When you hear the names Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, and Alex Radulov, you expect them to like dominate every shift, and they haven't been. Yeah, I mean that's a good point, dude. I don't know. I, I, and the, I and like that the defenseman blues. they have, Miro Haskinen, is going to be one of the best fucking defensemen in the National Hockey League for a very, very long time. The shit that that kid can do, his skating, the way he's just so poised with the puck, it's it, a whole nother level, dude. So good. Same with Klingberg. Klingberg's pretty good. Um, Roman Polak, dude, beauty. Uh, I, it's just, it's just, I don't know. They got, they got a pretty good D. Ben Bishop has to come up big next game, but it just comes down to the Dallas Stars first line. That's all it is. Really, really quick, something I just wanted to say because we've been kind of, kind of touching on it in a weird way. Um, Hans Lindell, Iskinen. I think with the podcast we've adopted Finland as our second national team. Yep. With like guys like Capo Caco and Barkov. Mm-hmm. If the Olympics actually happen in twenty, what year was that going to fucking happen? Twenty, twenty twenty two, maybe twenty twenty two. Yeah, if that happens in twenty twenty two, do you think Finland's like a favorite? I think they're passing Sweden as like the third Dude, best hockey country. They're pretty fucking good, man. Like they really so, are. They are really, really, really good. So I mean, I don't know. Good series. You guys, do you think the stars are going to get it done on the road? Depends on the first line. I think they will. Just because of Zuccarello, I don't see Zuccarello losing. Really quick, and I don't, I don't, I pick the Blues. I can see Anton Hudobin uh, stealing a game seven. I think he's a good enough goalie. He's not perfect. That, that, that's if Bishop's player. out, though. That's if Bishop's out. Bishop right. could just be. But I get what you're saying. But at the same time, my thing to you is if Ben Bishop's like, because this is classic Big Ben Bishop. I fucking love the guy. Every time his team's going a deep run in the playoffs, though, he's got a pulled groin, he's got a hammy, he's got a leg. Now it's his collarbone. Not his fault. I mean, he took a – Pareko blasted that shot. Talk about another really good hockey player. Colton Pareko, do you know – he went to um, Alaska for college. Like, That's sick. Not exactly a powerhouse. That's a sick move. Um, Probably and a really cool thing, dude. Uh, when he went to Alaska, the team couldn't even make it to the playoffs or win their conference because the program was suspended for shady um, recruiting. So it was like a wild card team. So I always really like that about Pareko. Hell yeah. But my would you rather have Big Ben Bishop like stitched together with his shoulder <clears throat> or a healthy Anton Hudobin in Game 7? Do you ride your starter who's banged up or do you give the healthy guy a job? I'm a loyalty guy, dude. You ride that starter. I know, it just sucks, though, because, like... It does, because you know Kadobin's good, dude. Kadobin's good, but that's just how I am. You fucking... You, you ride you ride your gun, dude. Alright, fair enough. I respect that. Um, And then, the last series, the San Jose Sharks are leading the Colorado Avalanche three games to two. Um, a couple things. The Sharks come in waves. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. dude. Uh, Nathan McKinnon... 
top three best players to watch in the world? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think... Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, and then... They go Vetchkin or Crosby? Well, I mean, at this point, if you really look at it, and I love Crosby and Ovechkin. Uh, Electricity-wise I mean, isn't as where it was. They're starting to get to the end of their prime. Yeah. The difference between those guys, and they're still super exciting to watch, and I love both those hockey players. The difference is McKinnon and McDavid play at such a fast yeah. speed. It's insane. Yeah. Like, like uh, the way I try to picture it in my head, and I was never a good hockey player, but, like, you know, like, when you're at the end of practice and your coach is making you do sprints? Like, imagine, like, sprinting as hard as you can, but also, like, making, like, passes on a dime and, like, sniping. Like, I feel like what makes an elite player compared to, like, a normal hockey player is that they can do everything at the fastest pace imaginable. Yeah, they can do everything, literally everything. At, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I would agree with that on McKinnon. I The Avs, I mean, have really proved me wrong. I said in the first round that the Avalanche won one game. They should consider it like like a win. I thought it was like last year where they're this ragtag bunch. I still think like they're very top heavy. Um, but what the fuck do I know? I didn't pick like any of these teams and none of it makes sense to me. And I don't think any of the teams, there are flaws. Every team that's left in the playoffs right now has like substantial flaws in my mind. I don't know if it's because... The NHL expanded to one team, so every team's a little bit weaker. I don't know if it's just, like, the current NHL and the way it is. I just always feel like back in, like, the 90s and 2000s, when teams made, like, the Stanley Cup Finals, you're like, this team is stacked. Like, all four lines can roll. They have six really good defensemen and a good goalie. Every team has question marks. So, I mean, I guess I was kind of harsh on the avalanche. So what t- uh, what team out of all the teams in is closest to being that team that's stacked? Because I think it's it's not even close for me. I don't know. I I mean, I would be a homer to say the Bruins, but I see flaws in the Bruins. I also see flaws in the Sharks, but they're... I only see... A, that's who I was going to say. The San Jose Sharks are the most complete team other than the fact that they have a, a not great goalie. And the thing with... So, to just go right into that right now, Martin Jones, I'm going to read his stats his last five games against Colorado, a save percentage, 929. Okay, so I don't come up. 926, 926, 955. He's playing really good hockey. I think in his last like eight games, his save percentage is like nine thirty something or almost nine forty. He's hot, and we said it all along. If like you're, I remember specifically your one thing with the Sharks is you did not believe in Martin Jones. They were able to get by the Knights with like a mediocre Martin Jones throughout that series, but he's red hot now. They have Brett Burns. They have Eric Carlson. The Sharks are so good, dude. Like, I said that they come in waves as, like, a joke, but they really do. Every single line that they put out there, every single line has a role, and they go out there and they execute whatever role that they have. They're yeah, fucking think, awesome to watch. Yeah, I think another guy that's been really good, too, uh, I don't know what his stats look like. Jumbo Joe, like, he made, I texted you last night, he made a pass where he, like, stopped on a dime and fed LeBanc in the slot, who's another really good player. Awesome Jumbo player. Joe can still play it. At an elite level, and you're not a hockey fan if you're not rooting for that guy to win a cup before he retires, because that celebration would be unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were, I, I thought you were breaking off and saying that about uh, LeBanc, but yes. No, what do you think about LeBanc? You think he's really good too, Staten right? Staten Island, dude. He's from Long Island. Staten Island. Oh, even better. I actually like that. <laughs> I like Staten Island, <laughs> dude. Fuck yeah. 
Timo Meyer, he's a Swiss, a Swiss so kid. So good. Martin Sorsen, uh, Don Scoy just came back. Logan Couture, love him in the playoffs. Like, so good every year in the playoffs. Evander Kane, hard as fuck to play against. And they're doing this all without their captain. Joe Pavelski fucking cracked his head open on the ice. And then Eric Carlson, dude, over the last, like, two or three games, that guy is so fucking good at hockey, man. Like, and it's not even, like, these, like, unbelievable, like, dirty dangles or anything. It's just, like, his ability to go back and get the puck and make the correct pass and make it tape to tape every single time he comes out of the zone is something that you just don't see anymore. It's like when he has the puck, you don't have to worry about shit when it comes to breaking the puck out. Like, he's that fucking good. That's insane. I would agree. Yeah, dude, I would, I would agree with that. Unbelievable hockey player. I, I I love Gustav Nyquist. That was one of my favorite trade deadline pickups. Good pickup, right? Bruins got him. He, he's he been really good. I mean, we're going down the list with the Sharks right now and talking about how all these guys have played so well. I Michael Haley, dude, fans. the guy who shouldn't be in the NHL, but they have him in the NHL just because, like, that's fucking Stand awesome. I Dude, I just don't, like, Michael Haley, like... He just like it's so weird that he's on this team. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't fit the Sharks mantra whatsoever. I But like I, I every Stanley Cup respect. team had like somebody like that. That's true. I mean the one guy too, and I don't want to pick on him too much because I actually usually really like the way he plays. Brendan Dillon. Um, Love Brendan I think he's Dillon. kind of been a weak point for them. I don't know he if he hasn't played well. He hasn't no, he hasn't played well, but I actually really I like the way he plays, but in the playoffs he's, like, he's been a liability. Yeah, he's been a, he's a minus five on a team that's pretty much all pluses. So I, I don't know. I I really like Finally, the Sharks. Rivalry of oh fuck! What do we got going on here, oh. Hal? Technical difficulties. We good? Technical difficulties for the boys, but I'm back. Okay. Um, I was worried. We just kind of sucked off the Sharks for a few minutes, really quick. You wrote this down. Nikita Zadorov nails. What do you have on that? That guy. He just throws giant body checks. And then in the last game, Michael Haley was talking shit to him. And uh, he told Michael Haley, I don't even know who you are because you only play three minutes a night. I thought that was kind of a sick trip. Him and Evander Kane going at it. Yeah. He throws giant fucking hip checks. like, and, and they're not really open ice. It's more or less him like closing off the angle towards the board. I would hate to be that player trying to fucking get around him and just knowing that you were about to get smoked. Yeah, dude. And the funny thing with him, we were talking about it last night. I told you Zadarov's the coolest Russian defenseman since Kasparaitis. Uh I love the way he plays. The other thing, too, that was super funny, he's such a nail gun. But do you remember this was the guy who like gave made that girl cry with the stick earlier in the year? Oh, um, yeah. And I love his uh, quote to Evander Kane to the media yesterday was awesome. Uh, on that huge hit, he said... I saw him cut into the middle. I think it is a mistake to cut in middle against me. End quote. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of that's you tossing your weight around the fucking Microsoft Word, dude. And really quick, one reason to really like Zadaroff even more, and we didn't even bring him up. He was a part of the trade, the Ryan O'Reilly trade, to get him out of there. Kick that guy out of town, bring in Zadaroff. That's a win for everybody. Oh no, shit, really. Yeah, is that back when Ryan O'Reilly fell out of uh, love with hockey the first time? Uh, it was either the first or second time, yeah. Fucking hate that guy. Um, <laughs> all right, so we went over all these series before we move on to oh, other NHL. Really, What's up? Really quick, I'm just going to rapid fire these for you. So 
Who do you have winning Bruins? That's what I was uh, going to do. Okay, uh, I'm going to take the Bees. All right, I'm going to take the Bees as well. Stars, uh, Blues. Stars. Fuck. I'm going to go Blues, Sharks, Abs. Sharks. Like, I want to say the Abs, but I don't think the Abs can win two in a row here. It'd be hard. I agree. I'm going with Sharks as well. All right. Now we're going to keep going on with NHL news, just other shit that's been going on. So Gary Bettman came out and denied that CTE and concussions are related. Buddy, yeah, how the how the fuck can you do that? I don't know, especially in the year 2019, when the NHL has been like actively paying out lawsuits against former players. And you say that there's no connection between concussions and CTE. Is that what he said? Was that like the quote? Yeah. Dude, wasn't there a fucking movie called Concussion, like with Will Smith, that like proved yeah. this? <laughs> I don't know if like, you should follow the movie, though. I just think it's... In a weird way, you almost kind of have to respect it, right? Because Gary Bettman's already hated by everyone. He gets booed everywhere he goes. And he's just protecting the product. It's just like someone at Taco Bell being like, our meat is 100% real ground beef. Like, you know it's not true, but the guy's sticking to his guns. It's just, I just, I don't know, man. I don't fucking get that. That's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah so I, bold move by Batman. Very bold, like because that dude, that's like, that's something that whenever he comes up or his contract is about to come up, that's something that people, if they don't want him there, can bring up. Well, I don't know, too, like, why doesn't he just give a candid answer? If someone asks him about that, just be like, oh, like, we're doing research and we care about the safety of the players. Like, end quote. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, but it's really hard what type of fucking things you can say about that because we're not going to get completely into this, but the women are uh, are boycotting next year. So I think it's for them to kind of get paid a little bit more and have, like, one league underneath them. And the NHLPA kind of came out and said that they respected the fact that, like, the women were banding together. It was, like, really short. And everybody got on their ass about how it wasn't more heartfelt about it. And it's like, dude, what the fuck else do you want them to do? Like, they came out and said that they support them and respect them. Like, Yeah, so you're basically – so basically it's a lose-lose Yeah, it's decision. a lose-lose. No matter what they say, there's going to be assholes out there that are going to be like, oh, well, you could have said more or something along those lines. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's ever fucking happy. But nobody's ever actually that upset either because it's, none of this shit actually affects anything that goes on in their lives. They just love being little assholes. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Um, the Rangers make a trade. We get Adam Fox, dude. The, uh, the defenseman out of Harvard with the highest point per game. Um, dude, I think this guy's actually going to like play in the NHL. I think he's going to be a top-four defenseman. And for a second-round pick, I think that's a pretty good deal. What do you have on this? Uh, I don't know if you remember when we talked about this last time. I pretty much hate this kid now. Uh, Why? Here come the New York Rangers. Here come the New York Rangers. Just another college kid. They should make a New York Rangers rule. Like if you stay your senior year, you can't get traded or sign with the Rangers. Because I'm getting fucking sick of it. Shout out to the Hurricanes GM. I know you kind of said that he got his pants pulled around his ankles. Um, but and it sucks that they just traded for this kid and they had to do this. But they got something. I mean, he got you he at least yeah. traded him before you know it was too late like i respect that move like okay rangers you're gonna sign the one thing i don't get on that actually is like wasn't he gonna sign with the rangers regardless yeah but it was one of those things he would have had to have waited like a whole year oh yeah it's like to the very very end of yeah he would right? he would have had to have gone back to harvard for a senior year 
That's confusing. I, I don't really understand the rules. I mean, I'm sure the Rangers Rangers fans are pumped, and you should be. Like, he's a Hobie Baker finalist, really good hockey player. I just hope he ends up like Matt Gilroy. See, I, I hope he doesn't end up like Matt Gilroy, dude. I hope he ends up way better than Matt Gilroy. Why are you saying Matt that Matt Gilroy, Jimmy VC. Why? Jimmy why, why, why you got to be like, can, can I ask, can you like this kid for me? I, I've literally never asked you to do that. Can we be Adam Fox fans? American defenseman out of Harvard who said, fuck you to the Carolina Hurricanes and he wants to play for the Rangers. I'm sick of Harvard. I'm sick of Jimmy VC. I'm sick of Ryan Donato getting traded away from my team and putting up points. I'm sick of Alex Klorn putting up dog shit numbers in the first round. I'm out on Harvard hockey. Come on, dude. Give me one. Adam Fox. No, dude. I already gave you Capo Caco. I mean, dude, I didn't. You, you didn't have to give me Capo Caco, dude. You just knew that he was going to be sick anyway. Well, here's the other thing, dude. Let's just talk Rangers for a quick second because I know it'll me, make dude. you happy. Are you getting a little nervous about the amount of Russians on your team? Oh, dude, I've kind of thought about that. <laughs> so, like, we have Buchnevich, right? And then we just signed uh, Igor Shishchirchkin. I It's going to take me a little while to pronounce his name. Uh, Goldander, supposed to be pretty good. I call him Prince Igor. And our first-round pick, Vitaly Kratsov. Kratsov. I need probably gonna need help pronouncing his name too. Um, yes, we do have tons of Russians coming, but I thought you were gonna ask me, "Am I nervous about not getting Kako and instead of getting Hughes?" Which I, as a hockey fan, I'm not allowed to be nervous about that because it's like Hughes is supposed to be the number one pick, no matter what. The Rangers are getting a good player, right? But my thing is, uh, <laughs> my dad fucking loved saying this guy's name, and he would always say it wrong. Like his name's Capo Caco, but you would always say Capo Caco. So whenever I'd get home, he's like, any more news about Keiko? I'm like, Dad, like, it's fucking Kako. Like, why are you doing this? But he, in his brain, he just couldn't get that correct. So, like, I have, like, this, like, fucking, like, I don't know, like, this weird bond with this guy who may not even be a New York Ranger. But, like, that's why I want him on the squad. I, I think he'll definitely be on the squad, dude. I totally get that. Capo Keiko is just calling that. That's what um, we're going to, that, that's what we're going to call him if he goes to the Rangers, Capo Keiko. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Two Russians is company, three Russians is a crowd, dude. That's all I'm saying. I know, but like, look at all the work that Gordon's done, dude. Like, we got we got that Keandre Miller who's supposed to be really fucking good. This Russian kid coming over is supposed to be really fucking good. We had two other first round or another first round pick. His last name is I think Lindquist, who was really good. We have this Finnish kid that we drafted in the fourth round a couple years ago who's supposed to be really, like we our drafting and all this shit is kind of starting to line up a little bit, and we're getting more picks. I mean. I, I called the Adam Fox thing. I might as well already call the fact that Artemi Panarin's going to be a New York Ranger next year, which is another Russian. And it's it's going to be crazy, oh, dude. Oh, we're, you're Pat. Yeah, I'm out. If that's the case, that's a lot of Russians. Didn't even think about that. One thing I do want to sticking on Russia with all these Russian kids that have been signing over uh, to the Rangers. What's up with the KHL like making jokes like on their Twitter account, like wishing all these guys good luck? I know it's not really something for me to get that mad about, but I just wanted to say, like, the KHL should be a little cool, like, tougher than that. Yeah, I think them doing that pretty much just solidifies the fact that they're the number two league in the world. Right. Like, like why are you letting Big Brother, like, take, like, basically your older brother walked into the room, you're sitting on the couch watching Game of Thrones with your girlfriend, and he grabbed her by the hand and said, come with me. Come with me, baby girl. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts. And they're Russian, so you would think that they wouldn't do that. 
Yeah, I thought I thought the KHL was usually like you have a contract with us. You're here for ten more years. You can't play in NHL. Like, we pay we pay, we pay you one hundred eighty million dollar, but actually do not pay you at all. I still think it would be awesome if one day, like the best Russian team for a preseason game, the next year got to play the Stanley Cup champion, and then the NHL team won like fifteen to nothing, just to kind of be like shut the fuck up. It'd be NHL. it'd be cool, but like they want to do it on the off chance that they'd lose or get injured. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, and then last thing that we have to talk about, you put this down: Ken Holland, five years, twenty-five mil. What does that have to do with? Uh so Ken Holland is now the GM of the Edmonton Oilers. Get the five fuck million, out of here! For five million a year for five years. So Stevie Y goes to Detroit. Everyone was talking about how Ken Holland was probably going to move into like hockey ops, and then basically the Oilers are like, "How much money do we have to make you?" To pay you to come over here, and the answer is $25 million. Love the move by the Oilers. I mean, just an unreal franchise. They're going to pay this 63-year-old dude. Because think about it. I mean, I know, like, you don't want to end your career on, like, a low note if you're Ken Holland. But he's 63 years old, and he's about to get $25 million. And the bar is set so low in Edmonton. <laughs> Might they hate you forever? Sure, but you can just blame it on it being the Oilers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What a deal for that guy. You get somebody to manage your social media accounts to just block all like the words containing fuck Ken Holland and you make $25 million. You don't do a goddamn thing. Yeah, I just don't know. If you're Ken Holland, though, you look at some of those contracts they have, like, how do you even make that team better? Uh, a lot of trading away fucking bad contracts for picks. Or, I, I, I don't know. I don't Shout out know. to Milan Lucic. He gets a $3 million bonus on July 1st. <laughs> He did it the right way, and people can be pissed off at him all you want, but the guy's making money. Um, yeah. That was NHL in the news. It actually took lot, way longer than I thought it was. But we are now going to get into our Twitter questions brought to you by Company 39. Company 39 is creating digital hockey camps with some of the best players on the planet, giving amateur players, coaches, and parents the ability to learn directly from the best. If you're a young hockey player, you need this. You get to see what a player like Joe Pavelski had to go through to get to where he is. If you're a men's league bender like me, you'll love it. If you're a hockey parent or coach looking to motivate your players, this is for you. You get an ebook with mindset tools from the athlete, and you get in-depth on-ice drills that you don't normally see, but you know that the pros use. I'm excited to say that we have a promo code to share with you guys. Go to company39.com, that's K-O-M-P-A-N-Y-3-9.com, and use the promo code MORNINGSKATE to save 20% off. While you're there, check the testimonials and see names like Charlie McAvoy and Anders Lee giving them their full endorsement. It's no joke, so head on over to company39.com, stop wondering, and start learning from the best. All right, Twitter question time. First question, Mr. Blake. Does Boston win the East? Crazy people have anyone else winning the Prince of Wales. Yeah, there's no way anybody beats. Whoever wins the Bruins-Columbus series is not going to not make it to the Stanley Cup. Very accurate. I, I agree with that 110%. I mean, can you imagine if we have, like, a Blue Jackets Stars, like, final? What a world that would be. But I agree, man. I, I, I think the Bruins the Bruins have too much, I don't want to say skill. They have too much patience for the Hurricanes. And I, I think the Blue Jackets would just straight up beat them up. I think both teams would straight up beat them up. All right. Imagine, so, if Dougie Hamilton patted someone on the head in the, in the handshake line against the Blue Jackets... There would be a Donnybrook. Yeah, or dude, or the Bruins, dude. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine I if mean, he did I, it to like Dan Heinen and like DeBrusque was standing behind him? I love DeBrusque, by the way. 
Like, he's one of my favorite players in the NHL now. He's fucking so good, dude. Like, I'm so jealous that you guys have him. He's a wild card. I'll trade you Adam Fox for him, dude. Yeah, all right, dude. What's, what's the next Twitter uh, Brooklyn sports guy. Uh, shout out to this guy. He's really he's messaged me a few times since my dad's passed, and really, really good guy. I think he has his own podcast, so check him out. His, his Twitter name is BKLYN Sports Guy. Uh, big Rangers fan. He wants to know, Kreider for Edmonton's 2019 first round pick. Would you do it? Looked it up. That's the eighth overall pick. So would you trade Chris Kreider for the eighth overall pick in this year's draft? Yeah, a hundred percent. I would. I just don't know if the Oilers would do it. I don't know if the Oilers have any other first round picks like later ones, because the more I thought about it, that's actually an intriguing match to me. Cause Kreider has the speed to play with McDavid. Like I think Kreider on the wing with McDavid will be absolutely electric. I know, the Rangers are like rebuilding on the fly now. Um, so I don't know what your take is on that. I still think the Rangers might be a couple years away from like being a good team. They could be a very good team in a couple of years. I just don't know if next year it's going to happen. I want, if I was I, a Rangers fan, I'd be all for that. I just don't know if the Oilers would. I now want to institute the, the Ked, the morning skates five year New York Rangers plan. Um, yes, I'm trading Chris Kreider for the I If they don't trade Chris Kreider at the draft, they are so fucking stupid. There's no reason, like, dude, he's not, he'll never put it all together. This guy's never going to score 40 goals. Then what the fuck is the point of having him? Right. And I do think, too, and I, you might disagree, I think he could score at least 30 on McDavid's wing. Yeah, dude, he should be able to score 40 goals. Like, he has all the intangibles of doing it. He's just a, He has the worst hockey IQ of anybody in the NHL. He does, dude. He gets a puck, he skates right to the fucking corner. This year he decided to start shooting from the wing, and a, and a few goals went in. But other than that, dude, he he has no hands, and he has no idea what the fuck to do with the puck. He's just fast as shit, and he's very strong, and he's very physical, and when he actually does shoot the puck, he's got a sick shot. But, like, other than that, dude, like, for the eighth overall pick, fucking right, i do that, but why would Edmonton do that? I feel like Edmonton needs to kind of go through, similar to what the Rangers are doing, and do, like, a fucking real quick rebuild. Right. Yeah, I think that's the problem with that idea. Um, and on top of that, they don't have any defensemen there. Why wouldn't you? I I don't know how the draft is this year. I don't think that there's really any big defensemen coming up or whatever. But like, wouldn't you want to figure something out with along those lines? Yeah. No. I mean, I I agree with that. I think there are a couple of good defensemen that are available, like eight to twelve too. So I I assume they probably wouldn't want to do that. Sounds like Chris Kreider gave you blue balls. And my question to you is: You just said you're instituting a five year plan for the Rangers. Was yeah. this year one? Just to clarify. Uh, I would like I would like the I would like the year to start once we draft Capo Keiko. Oh really? I kind of think, dude. Because oh no, it has to be this year. It has to be this year because David Quinn and like all this shit. It has to be this year. And you tanked for Capo in a way. I don't. No, we didn't. And that's why we got Keiko. That's why we got him. We fucking battled and beat the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins in the last game of the year, which fucking fucked our odds at getting that second overall pick. And the hockey gods saw that and they said, "You want to know what, Ryan Strom." Because you scored that overtime goal, we're going to give the New York Rangers second overall pick. 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. Watch out for the New York Rangers. Here, I think here. they'll make the playoffs before then. It also depends on, like, if we get Panarin. It depends on a ton of shit, dude. Honestly, like, I'm not thrilled with our depth through the middle right now. We have Mika Zibanejad. Just don't sign Patrick Marlowe to a six-year deal. No, they won't. No, I, I, don't think Gor- I don't think Goran's going to do shit like that. Now, especially because Glenn Sather's leaving, there's also talks that John Davidson's pretty much guaranteed to be the next president of the Rangers, which I think is fucking sick. Do you remember that guy? I remember him as the announcer. As the announcer. Up. He was the fucking best, dude. 
It'd be really cool. He won't do it, but it'd be awesome if he did like president work and was the announcer. But I don't know if they'd let him do that. Yeah. Um, last one, Andrew Michael. I've always enjoyed the NHL playoffs, but this year it's been especially good. So my question is, why doesn't the NHL playoffs get the respect like other pro sports? So here's my thing, Andrew Michael. I feel like maybe it's just because I just follow nothing but hockey people on there. But like, I feel like we do we not get respect. Uh, doesn't everybody doesn't everybody like, say that hockey's the best playoffs, or is that just hockey people? No, I think there is. I think there's a lot of like basketball trolls that will like shit on hockey, which is hilarious because LeBron's eliminated, so now it's okay. Golden State's gonna win this year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you, sick league. You love that. Um, my thing would just be I think there are a lot of people that I talk to or like I see on social media that aren't hockey fans that do say they watch, like, the playoffs. Like, I think – I don't think it's super universally known, but I think more people than not agree that the NHL playoffs are sick. I think the one problem that sometimes we have as hockey fans, it's like, oh, like, look at my league. Like, it's so sick. Like, if you don't watch this, like, you're stupid. Like, when hockey fans do stuff like that, I think it turns it off to yeah. other people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just let the play, like, show how good it is. But I do think people are coming around to it. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, thank you for the Twitter questions. We appreciate it. Now we're going to move on to the Patty B Hotline. Take it away, Pat. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Patty B. Here we go, bud. We're going to play this voicemail for you. Hey, Morning Skate, Patty B here. All right, I got an interesting question for you guys. All right, oh, yeah. so if you can rank your seasons in the favor, like from one, two, three, first being best, third being least favorite, what would you say for, like, seasons for hockey? Like, the fall, the beginning part, or in the beginning, or the winter when it's, like, in full swing from and basically the middle of the season. Then you have spring, where it gets down to the season end where you know who's going to make the playoffs and who's not, and obviously playoff hockey for spring. I'd be going fall, spring, winter, because fall is also good starts. Playoff hockey second, then middle, because fall, I get through the whole season. All right, next question. Ted, I know you don't participate in the overtime challenge by Bougie, so I'm gonna, this is going to go for Hal. For um, guessing for the overtime winner, do you go for random picks or do you think about it thoroughly all right later guys bye all right patty real quick dude i actually think the questions are good but if you ever leave another minute and 16 second voicemail you're gonna be banned can't have that happen gotta be a little bit quicker but good questions so he wants to know if you were to break the season up into three different things what are your favorite kind or in what order would it be favorite for you so what do you have on this Hal? I don't know. The playoffs are the best. I think the beginning of the season super exciting. But, I mean, to me, dude, there's beauty in literally every season of the NHL. I think if you're going to make any argument, when it's, like, November or December, I think, and I haven't played as much, so this is kind of hypocritical of me to say, like, November, December, I sometimes focus more on, like, personal hockey. Like, if you have beer league or other stuff like that, it's like your leagues are just starting or you're in the thick of things. So, like, you're playing pond hockey. Like, you know what I mean? And then, like, when New Year's Eve comes around after the winter classic things heat up so i i don't know i didn't even answer the question because i i can't pick i love it all but playoffs is the best i think playoffs is the best but i also think about that feeling i get 
in August where, like, you know hockey season's fucking coming. And then, like, the first couple games, like, watching your guys play, like, dude, that's so fucking exciting to me. Like, I love when hockey starts. So, I mean, the Rangers also aren't in the playoffs this year, but I've, I've been watching every game. I think it would go playoffs, beginning of the season, and then kind of the middle of the season. Because there's, like, some times in, like, February where it's, like, there's, like, a snowstorm outside, and it's just fucking, like, you're just like, fuck. We're, we're, yeah, we're playing Edmonton at 10 o'clock at night. I got to work tomorrow morning, but I got to be up early to fucking plow the driveway. Like, that. those dates kind of suck. Yeah, dude, that's true. I mean, the one thing, too, like, in February, sometimes you have those games where, like, your team's been playing someone in the division, like, three teams. Yeah. So you start time, so you start getting those, like, hated matchups. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's a good question. And he also wants to know, how do you pick your overtime challenges? Uh, I haven't picked an overtime challenge in probably, like, four years, but I used to always just pick someone fucking stupid because I figured my odds would be better if I picked someone stupid. Uh, it never worked. I don't think I ever got an overtime challenge, right? Yeah, I always pick somebody stupid. Not because, like, the odds would be better than the stupid person to score, but, like, not that many people are going to pick a stupid person to score. Right. And, like, what's the – how cool is it to be like, oh, I pick Sidney Crosby to win in overtime. It's like, oh, sick. You guess Crosby was going to score? Like, good for you, dude. Yeah. And I, we all know that I'm not a big Butcher Cross guy, so uh, appreciate the call, Pat. If you guys have any other calls, call 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. Now we're going to move on to uh, Lee Stepniak's Heroes and Zeros. How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy, number 21, Lee Stepniak. Okay, hero and zero time. I will go first. My hero of the week goes to the NBC camera crew. Every single playoff series, every single playoff game, there's always that camera shot of the head coach. And there's always a fucking smoking girl directly right behind them. And it was no different in the Dallas game today. There was a girl who was just like, how are you? Uh, NBC camera crew always making sure that, you know, we're, we're watching hockey, but we're also really taking in all the other beautiful things of, of Mother Nature. Well said, dude. I don't, I don't have much to add on that other than uh, shout out to the girl behind the Dallas bench. Uh, mm-hmm today's game uh my hero of the week is gonna be refs uh don't don't let the internet get you down guys um we've often been a ref negative podcast when my co-host ked was a ref i thought it was the dumbest thing in the world uh i'm just sick of it everyone cries about every call the refs hate my team the refs make this call the refs ruin the game shut up yeah like it's human instinct. Like growing up when you played, refs made mistakes. You have to battle through it. If you can't battle through a ref who's fighting a hangover and just got a divorce and doesn't want to fucking be there to win a game, then you don't deserve to win. Point blank. Allen in accounting. I bet you you fucked up some numbers on a spreadsheet last week. John the janitor. I bet you John the janitor probably went into a stall, saw someone just unloaded, just took a shit, sprayed everywhere up the toilet. And it was like, you know what? I'm not going to clean this today. Fuck this job. Everyone has bad days at work. Dude, I, uh, <laughs> I, took, I, took a, I took a dump in a public restroom the other day, and I went to flush the toilet, and the, it just didn't flush. Like, there was no way they could flush this toilet. I felt so bad. But that's... What kind of, what, where was it? What establishment? <laughs> You're going to AC more. 
Dude, the, I don't think anyone's probably taken a dump of your caliber in an AC more ever. Oh, it was terrible. I'm like, oh, not a bad poop. And I went to flush it and it just wouldn't flush. I'm like fucking hammering this thing. Won't flush. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. I don't know if I don't know if this happened to you. Oh, but also the urinal was out of display, so literally the only fucking thing that you could use was that toilet. There's nothing worse than being in like a single bathroom or single stall, and you walk out, and there's someone waiting to go in. Oh yeah. Well, the only the only contact. other the only other worst situation has happened to me. Like I think it happened once. I don't think it's happened twice. But when you get that handicap stall for like the little <laughs> bit of extra real estate, and then somebody fucking handicap walks into the bathroom, and you're like, son <laughs> of yeah. a bitch. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know if this is a hot take. All bathroom stalls should be handicapped size. Yeah, thank you. Give us a little bit more fucking real estate. I don't need my fucking legs pinched together. Also, and I don't know if this is just me, it seems like stalls, like, you know that crack between the door and the stall? They're getting pretty big. They're getting too big. (laughs) Way too big. I don't need to see some fucking dude walk by and make eye contact with me through that fucking crack. Good call, Hal. And, and And the worst thing, too, is like, when someone yanks on the door, look, it's okay. You didn't know I was in here. You didn't look underneath. I respect that. Don't do but it when twice. When you yank on the door, sometimes they just, like, stand there for a second. It's like, just keep moving. Yeah, like, just, what? Like, do you think the door's going to fucking unlock, dude? <laughs> it's just... Uh, I'm glad we got that off our chest. I did, too, man. That felt good. Um, I... We were... Why do we get to bathrooms? Um, my hero of the week. Who's your zero? Okay, my, my zero of the week goes to goalies with long hair. Uh, I got pretty fucked up last night, and I was texting you during the Bruins game. Sergei Bobrovsky got scored on to make it 4-3, to and he took his helmet off, and he just started taking all the hair out of his eyes. If I'm the general manager of a hockey team, my goalie is not allowed to have fucking long hair. My goalie cannot be worrying about getting hair in his eyes in the middle of the fucking playoffs. I, I would have none of it. Absolutely none of it. I'd be Lou Lamorello, except for with hair. However, you would be able to have some little bit party in the back. So I'm thinking business in the front, party in the back. My goalies can have mullets. But under no circumstances, my goalie going to take his helmet off and have to fucking slick his hair back out of his eyes during the playoffs. So that's one less thing I got to worry about. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious when you texted me that last night because it was like the most random thought ever. What if, I'll just throw this out here, you know how like sometimes cafeteria ladies had those hair nuts so their hairs wouldn't get in like your chili at lunch? Yeah. What do you, would you make your goalie wear like a bandana or a hair net? Does that make it more no, okay? No, a fucking, no, having an Under Armour, Under Armour skull cap does not make it fucking okay for me, dude. Like, <laughs> absolutely fucking not. Is there anything worse? And I don't know, this only happened like once or twice. I think it was beer league too. I was in the locker room and I looked over and a guy like, a guy's getting ready to go out on the ice and then he grabs his Under Armour skull cap and puts it on. Like, that's a crazy move. That's a tough look. Or, like, when we were really young and the kids would put on their fucking Rexpec goggles and wrap them around the back of their head. It's like, eesh. Yeah. I will say, though, me and Feverboy Rex went through, like, a two-week period when we were kids where we wore bandanas together <laughs> under our helmets. And that was a pretty nails look for, like, squirt hockey. Uh, <laughs> my zero of the week, really quick. It's the city of Cleveland. Okay. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not going to really get into depth on this one. I don't really have any funny stories or anything like that. But I'm out in Cleveland for work. Um, It's the worst place in the world. Everything you hear is true. It's just like nothing. There's like nothing to do. There's like this weird smell. Like I don't know, dude. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland does suck. Did you just get Fever Boy Rex's text message? 
No. Can walk, you read it on air? Walk off Grand Slam. We beat L.A. Beat L.A. Beat L.A. Boyrak, shoot up the Padres. I have never experienced someone being so excited for a baseball series in the month of May as Fever Boy Rex is for his Padres. Apparently, we're a Padres podcast now. We're a Padres podcast, but Fever Boy Rex doesn't even follow us on Twitter, so I don't know if we can be. Oh. Maybe we're a Dodgers podcast. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But that was this week's Heroes and Zeros. Now we're going to get into our three stars of the week. Oh, shit. There's more. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right. Three stars of the week. Uh, So a lot of things have changed in my house since a couple weeks ago. And one of the things is, is old Ketters has to grow up pretty quick. And I've been doing a ton of different shit that I was not normally doing. Some of it is actually quite enjoyable. So our top uh, three stars are the top three things about adulting. So I'll go first. My third star, this is a good one. Um, When you're not adulting and you take naps, it's highly frowned upon. But when you are adulting, it is encouraged to take naps. So, like, I am team adulting just because I can fucking crush naps pretty much whenever I want and I don't get yelled at. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude. Here's my thing, though. and Are we talking weekend naps? Because weekend naps after chores are great. I have never... I've never been able to get into naps after work. If you work nine to five, like most people, it's hard to nap. It's a good point, dude. And the last two weeks, I've had off. So, it's like... So I've been crushing naps during the week, and it's been fucking sweet. So like, what's been your like, sweet spot? Has there been like a certain time you've been laying down? Well, like, every mo- like- every morning I wake up at about nine o'clock. I go to the barn at nine thirty. Get there at ten. I do tons of fucking chores at my uncle's farm. Come home. Get home around eleven. That's kind of where you know. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about taking a nap. I enjoy like a sandwich. Then I'm I'm normally napping twelve thirty to like two thirty the quick two hour and then I'll go outside and do tons of shit around the house or like run errands and stuff like that. Uh, it's been good, dude. It hasn't like, obviously it hasn't been good, but for the most part, like we're getting through it. And I think that's good. Yeah. And, and I think napping's a big part of it. All right. Napping big star. I respect that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've gone into the culinary aspect. My number three star is making like a really nice dinner. I usually, I usually have one in me a week. Um, maybe I'm marinating the night before. You plan for it. You do one a week? Sides. Um, you do one a week? No, I feel like that's like once a month. month. Yeah, no, I probably go once a week. So, right, so I have the roommate I live with. We usually eat out once, and then it's three and three. We split up the dinners we make. Oh, I'm not, not going to sit here and lie to you. I usually half-ass two meals during the week, but Sunday's my day where I'll, I'll make a nice feast. For everyone, there'll be plenty of leftovers, and there's nothing better than actually making a nice home-cooked meal and not fucking it up. So you said you do three, she does three, then you do a night where you go out. When you say you do three, do you do three different meals, or does your leftovers from your meal carry over? No, because I'll usually do leftovers usually end up being lunches. Okay. All right. Or it's, or we or we cook for two, so there's no leftovers. Do you guys like you guys don't meal plan or anything, right? Like you guys don't do that like on Sunday where you cook a ton of shit and you're set for the week. No, I could do that for lunch, but the thing is, is we have leftovers for dinner most of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So you guys got a good fucking gig going. Not bad, dude. Not bad. I wonder what our listeners are thinking right now. Like, why am I? 
<laughs> is this a hockey podcast? That was a tough one. What's yours? Yeah, I thought it was a good one. Second one, fucking lawn mowing and weed whacking, dude. I had to fucking get into the trenches today, and that was fucking great. It's been a couple years since Hal and I were uh, the flower planters over there at the Saratoga Springs uh, racetrack. Shout out Naira. Shout out to the fucking Kentucky Derby yesterday. How crazy was that? 65-1. Shout out to our boy Bill Mott. Holy fuck, man. I couldn't believe that they took that back, but it oh. felt good, dude. Like, the smell... Of a lawnmower and the smell of fresh cut grass on like a not hot day, there's nothing better than it. My one complaint on that is I'm not a weed whacking guy. I oh, I love. Weed we went separate ways, so you you remained in the paddock, and when I went to the infield, we would have to do weed whacking. And as long as you were wearing jeans, it's not bad. That's my thing. See, I get hot. I like to work in shorts when I'm outside. Yeah. When you're whipping up rocks and stuff, weed whacking can be the absolute worst. Or even I mean, you know, it just kills your legs yeah, so i'm yeah. out on weed whacking i'm huge in on lawn mowing i'm definitely gonna get a sit down oh. uh, i buy a house and just drink a beer and probably ride around for like three hours with my headphones on i want to get to the point and i the one problem i'm gonna have is i'm not gonna be able to maintain super nice grass because i know i'm just too fucking lazy <laughs> but i want to be i want there to be like a pattern like i want to adjust uh the blades so like it's like those like crisscross patterns in the grass it's you something can, like, we never it, learned like, how to do what? It's something we never learned how to do. But I think all you have to do is lower or raise the blade a little bit. I don't know if that's true or if I'm just making that up, but I think we should get into that. Yeah, I'd be fucking down. That's a good one. What's, what's your second star? Uh, taking long showers. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So, like, when I used to live with my parents back in the day, they would always kind of be like, get out. Like, get out of the shower. Get like, out, yeah. Doing? If I want, I'll take a 35-minute shower. Hell yeah. I'm paying, I'm paying for electric. I'm paying for that hot water. You don't tell me what to do. If I want to spend 20 extra dollars a month to waste water and ruin the environment, that's my choice, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm okay with that. And I think that you're paying for it, dude. Yeah. And there's nothing better than when you walk out of the shower and it's just a steam room. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? The fan oh, yeah. was running, but it doesn't even matter. It's like Florida on a 90 degree. Yeah, but as day. soon as you get out of that room and you're like, get into like an air conditioned room, it's like, oh my God, I'm clean. Oh, side note, dude. Very good point. Once you hit that air conditioning side note, I took a shower yesterday. Yesterday was Saturday. And as soon as I got out, I had to poop. Oh uh, no, that's the worst thing ever, ever. But I was in a hotel, so I just got back in. I have an idea. How about, why aren't there toilets inside of showers? I don't know, dude. I feel like that's kind of like... <sighs> it could be gross because there's like poop particles, like super small. But like, dude, for that specific reason. Taking a shower, oh, I gotta take a shit. Sit down, poop, stand up, wash your butt, done. Good point. I mean, that's a good point. I think you would just need to get, be conscious about the... Have you, ever, have you ever, like, in the middle of a shower had to take a shit, get out of the shower, take the shit, and then hop back in the shower? That's the worst fucking thing yeah. in the world. It's the worst, yeah. It's absolutely the worst. I agree. I mean, we'll have to look into that invention. Something to think about. Uh, my first star. So my old man's prized possession was this giant, like, John Deere tractor that he got to whip around for, like, two years. And I got that baby fired up. Uh, my dad had one arm, one leg, so he'd have to, like... Before, he would have to walk the... Uh, garbage cans down our driveway and it's a pretty long driveway so he got this thing as an attachment to the tractor 
where it, it locks onto the fucking garbage cans and you can lift them up and then just fucking bring them down. So that's that's what I've been doing. It's so unnecessary. Like, I can walk them down, but it's yeah. just, like, one of those things where it's, like, you want to know what? Like, we'll keep this tradition alive. So <laughs> I'm, I'm learning that. I'm learning how to fucking dig big-ass holes to put, like, trees in and shit like that. So I've learned tons of shit in the last, I don't know, week or two. Me, me and my mom really just fucking grinding. But uh, it's, it's kind of cool using the shit that he had. Um, but, yeah. That's my yeah, I think I always, that's definitely a power move, and I know you live in the country, so not a lot of people drive by. But I'm just imagining like some person who's like driving down that road, like lost, and they just see you like going down the end of the driveway, like picking up the trash cans on your John Deere, just with a huge whip and probably no shirt on, just like where the fuck are we? Yeah, exactly. You're in fucking Middle Grove, pal. <laughs> what's uh, what's your first star? Uh, oh, shit. I didn't write one down. Uh, oh, first star is a good one because I did it today. Paying bills. You know what? Paying bills sucks. Yeah. But there's Feel great better after. than me. I keep like I keep like an Excel spreadsheet of when I have to pay stuff. When I pay, when I press pay on that student loan button, it's like, fuck you, Sally Mae. You stupid <laughs> asshole. You want to keep me down with your interest and your bullshit because I went to college to get a degree I didn't even use. Well, guess what, pal. I do have enough money to pay this bill, and I'm going to pay it, so leave me a fuck alone for another 30 days. It's funny that you brought that up because I'm actually in the middle of refinancing one of my student loans, and you're right. I can't wait until I don't have to fucking do that anymore. I got about seven years left. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. I'm so – it's just like I don't like paying bills, but there is that feeling of once you – I try to pay them like halfway through the month. Once your bills are gone, it's like – it's a pretty nice feeling. Oh, yeah. It's easy fucking peasy, dude. Yeah, so – that was exciting stuff. I'm curious to see what our listeners thought about something. Yeah, hey, guys, send in, like, your top three things about adulting. Let us know what you think about that. And also let us know about that shit thing I just made up. Who knows? Good work. Yeah. It's my second best invention so far, so. Well, uh, What's your first? The fucking Ked's, Ked's Last Bites, dude. Oh, can you explain that to everyone? Have we done that before? I don't want, I don't, because I don't want somebody fucking taking a run with it, because I actually think it's a fucking legitimate invention. It involves ice cream. It involves, it involves ice cream, but, uh all right, but thanks, guys, for tuning in, and thanks again for everybody who reached out. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll get back to podcasting and blogging and doing all that shit. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Hal, anything else? Go bees. Go bees. Oh, and buy some fucking merch. Go on our website, go to the Morning Skate, click shop, and buy a T-shirt. Buy a fucking T-shirt or a hat. So we can something. pay our bills. Yeah, so we can pay the bills and we can say, fuck you, Sally Mae. That's exactly what it's for. So, um, all right, guys, talk to you later.
you think you could tell Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green field From a cold steel rail A smile from a veil Do you think you can tell Wish you were here